Support for today's episode comes from Laurels. You may have heard about them recently in the news of the world's first oral sex undies made of an ultra thin and stretchy latex. Laurels prevent skin to skin contact while maximizing pleasure, comfort, and fun. I hear y'all already saying boonie wet, but trust me, you'll still receive all the benefits of mouth play as they feel like second skin. Just think of all the possibilities. And as a boonie breakdown listener, you can receive 10% off your purchase by using the code boonie10. That's boonie, all caps, one zero. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on theboonybreakdown.com. Hey y'all, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode 223. We have an amazing guest with us here this episode. I have been wanting to have her on the podcast for some time. So this week, our guest is Dr. Lex Brown-James. She is a sex therapist educator, um, and you're going to love this conversation that we have. We talk all about generational shame. Yes, generational shame when it comes to sex, religion when it comes to sex. She had an interesting breakdown about truth versus honesty. And she even shares how she helped coach some 90-year-olds get their sex game on. All right. So this is an amazing conversation. You want to stick around for that. Oh, and she also gives a coupon code. All right. A coupon code to save on her intimacy products. So be sure to stick around for that conversation. We're just going to hop right into my pick of the week. Okay. Sometimes I'll be thinking and I'll be lying and leading me astray. But Mama Ratchet was like, girl, you got to watch From Scratch on Netflix. I started it. Oh, my God. Keep the tissue box nearby. It's one of those ones that tug at your heartstrings. Um, Zoe Saldana, who I've always really just really had a fondness for after I saw her first in, um, what is it, Center Stage, which I love that movie. But she's amazing in this. Uh, Lino is so cute. Come on, Italian man. The casting from her family to his family. And then Mama Ratchet tells me, oh, you know, it's based on a true story. What? I did not know that. So I'm not doing any spoilers. Okay, no spoilers, no spoilers. But check out From Scratch on Netflix. Boonie approved. Have your tissue box ready. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Not now. All right. Housekeeping for this week. Uh, I got a lot of good messages about the episode 222 with our homie Shika. And someone said, oh, my God, I love when you and she could do an episode together. I always feel like I'm listening in on a private conversation between two of you. That's about the authenticity. But Booney, you are wild. Foaming at the pussy. I literally spit out all of my water. So happy to have you back. Uh, so if you have not checked out episode 222, um, with Shika, we thought it was very timely to have Shika on an episode that was an angel number. You know how she be. You know how I be with the numbers, the stars, the moon, and the sun, all that great shit. But if you have not checked out that episode, The Meat is Weak, go back and check that out. All right. Lastly, thank you guys so much for purchasing all of the new Boonie Breakdown merch that is on the website. You can head on over to theboonybreakdown.com backslash shop to get the new merch. All orders have shipped. So if you ordered something in the last two weeks, all the orders have shipped. Thank you so much for your patience for some of those orders. Greatly appreciate all of you. And if this is your first time listening, welcome, 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 welcome. We appreciate you listening to this first episode. 
But I hope that you stick around and you can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook at The Boonie Breakdown. TikTok too, at The Boonie Breakdown. We're over on Twitter, just at Boonie Breakdown. You can subscribe to this podcast um, on any platform that you're listening to. But if you need some more options, just head on over to our website, thebooniebreakdown.com, and we can help you find the appropriate, the appropriate media player that works for you, all right? And if you like this episode, you know, go ahead and put it in your Insta story, put it in your group chat, send it to your homies, send it to your sister girl, send it to your mama even. She may need to hear it so she can share it with her friends. If you do put in your Insta story, be sure to tag us. I love it when you guys tag it and help us uh, grow our footprint and introduce us to new folks. We love it. We love it. We love it. All right. And when you share it, you can just use the hashtag, the Boonie Breakdown, the hashtag pod and P-O-D-I-N. All right. So that is it for me. So let's get ready to break it down. All right, guys. So I'm excited about this because I had a checklist of my favorite sexologists and sex therapists and sex educators. And I've been checking them off one by one. And so finally, I can check off Dr. Lex James. Welcome to the Booney Breakdown. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. Me too. Me too. You know, you're one of our favorites. Like we all share your content. We see you in the streets. I appreciate the eyes and the shares, you know, it's tough out here. It's a lot. We were just talking about this. It's a lot of content (laughs) and trying to be seen. It's a lot of work. So first, for those who don't know you, who who aren't familiar with you, how did you find yourself in this space and becoming a sex educator? Yeah. So I'm Dr. Lex, she, her, Dr. Pronouns, and I am a PhD level sexologist with a license in marriage and family therapy. So I was going to go to med school. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in physics, pre-med. Woo, physics. Come on. You smart, and I was just smart. Like, sometimes, <laughs> not anymore, but yes, I was back then. Uh, and I wanted to go to med school. I wanted to do gender affirmation surgeries for people. And wow. Then I was like, I'm also that type of person that'd be like, well, how come you don't like your nose? Like, what's wrong? Can you breathe? Like, it's not, who told you it was ugly? And I was like, I can't, I can't go into plastics and make people look like what America says to me that I'm ugly, right? America says fat black women are ugly and I can't be trying to cut people out of that to like fit some type of beauty aesthetic I don't believe in. So I was like, well, how do I work on people inside out instead? What does that do? Who is that? And I looked it up and it was like sex therapist. I was like, that's the thing? Bet. So <laughs> my senior year of college, I uh, I spent one year taking PE because that's what I wanted to do. It was a waste of money. I wish I was smart. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a semester of PE and I was like, I want to do this. And the psychology director was like, you should just go to med school. And I was like, but no. And I applied and I got it. So I became a therapist and I talk about sex and sexuality and relationships for folks. Wow. That's, I've never heard someone say they want to do gender affirming surgeries. That is interesting there. But then to pivot away from that. And it's funny, you just mentioned this is the whole tangent, but I'm, I'm feeling like, and I think it's because we have these little devices that we swipe all day and 
I'm just getting a little annoyed that everyone looks the same. Right. And so <laughs> like, it, it's just, I really just don't like anything about where we're going. Um, Girl. I feel Girl. like everyone's getting the same lips and the same eyebrows mm-hmm. and, and the, the same, same cheeks. It's just, what is happening here? So I'm just like, where, what do we look like in five or 10 years? Because everyone is looking the same questions and the answers immediately <laughs> and then people were doing like the stuff is botched they're getting botched and oh well and that's that's the trigger right so like go get whatever surgery you want i don't really care yes. right go do it if it's gonna make you feel better if it's gonna make you like yourself more what's happening is people get the surgery and still don't like themselves because that's internal Talk work. about it yeah it's the same people who do gastric bypass it's the same people who do the sleeve it's the same people who get rhinoplasties right because something with the physical outside is a miss with the phys- the inside and that's the challenge that a lot of people are like oh there's some more work that i need to do here it's yeah. not just a quick fix under the knife and like all of that healing process they gotta heal inside out too yeah that's that's heavy and i think this ties into what we're going to talk about, but I feel like no one wants to do the uncomfortable conversations, the hard conversations with themselves, with others. And so it's just easier to say, well, this is what get like gets likes. All mm-hmm. right. I'm going to, I'm going to go get this and I'm going to go get the big old bubble butt. And <laughs> well, I mean, that's what people are taught, right? Yeah. Are taught, oh. If you want to, if you want to get a man or if you want to be wanted, then you need to be sexy and other men and other women spew this same bullshit about how this is what sexy looks like. And this is what you got to do. Don't nobody want an apple shaped chick or don't nobody want a pear shaped chick or don't nobody, whatever it is, a circle shaped chick or a too, too thin. If you shape like the letter I, people don't want you. <laughs> and that is what people are telling other folks and people start to believe it. So they're like, yes, let me go get this bubble butter. Yes. Let me go get this waist snatched or let me, you know, um, get rid of whatever it is so I can be wanted in this society right now and desired. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why I like your work. I can speak to Goody as well. Mm -hmm. A few other folks where the education and the messages aren't about pleasing others. It's about yourself, like taking control of your own pleasure. And what is, what do you like? What's desirable to you versus the outward, just trying to be affirmed by others. And so that mm-hmm. is why I always love the work that you do and some of those others that I just named. So we be trying. Hey, goody gang. <laughs> y'all do. Y'all do. Now you went, well, I seen this and it was a message for me. I think some of my followers. And so I was like, oh, she's already agreed to be on the pod because we want to talk <laughs> about it. What I do. You had tweeted. The daughters y'all raised are having a hard time dating. The sons y'all loved. Teacup Mm -hmm. emoji. Now, I shared it because it struck a chord, right? And I'm sure people listening are like, preach. (laughs) Amen. It struck a chord because there's there's a whole thread of of men up there upset. Upset. I saw some of your exchange with one person in particular where I was like, gosh, she got the patience because I'd have been like, (laughs) fuck you. Goodbye. (laughs) I said what I said. But it is true. You see the memes dating and love in 2020 is pissing the mm-hmm. dating pool, blah, da, 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 da. But I think what you said struck some chords here. Mm. For me, it was the part. I think you said it was like the, the sons you love, the daughters you raise. And you hear this all the time. 
mm-hmm. as someone who has a single, uh, you know, my mother was a single mother. I have my brother. And sometimes I'll be looking like my, I want to shake my mother sometimes. Cause I'm just like, if that was me, <laughs> if that was me, the math, not math. It's not the same. It's not, it's not the same. So what, nope. were you, what was your intent when you tweeted? Cause I'm, I'm going to let you talk before so I go. It, it's really interesting because I have seen the argument of down that um, shift to single mothers. And I, I met all parents, quite mm-hmm. frankly, um, and I will disclose that I am a twin and my twin is a male. Oh, wow. Uh, so, uh, there, there were some rules in our house, right? You always treat the twins the same. We weren't treated the same. We were not treated the same. Uh, the responsibilities were different. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing is the expectations of the women that were raised. Because the, and I'm specifically talking about black folks. So the black women that I see that are single are accomplished they have their own money. They are multi-degreed. They are sexy AF. And I, I mean, like, apple bottoms, you want to name it, snatched waist, you know, got all sorts of whatever the beauty aesthetic is. Like, none of my friends are ugly swingers from the ugly tree, right? <laughs> but they have the hardest time finding other men, and specifically Black men, who one, like them. Like, okay? Look, that like them, that like Black women, that like them, that aren't intimidated because they're not being submissive, quote unquote, um, that aren't trying to force them into situations where they have to uh, shrink themselves. That's what I call Hippolyta syndrome, where you have to shrink yourself to try and make somebody else feel big, right? Yeah. They have the hardest times, right? And also, my friends be hopes. My friends are like, we can fuck on the first date. I would like to fuck you. That's great. <laughs> It sound like me. Right? <laughs> right? We ain't, we ain't, we ain't, like, we don't have to do this whole romantic exchange if you don't want to. And like, that's great for them. And when they want to get more serious, dudes are just, it's not hitting. They are not hitting, whether it's lack of conversation, whether it's this being tested nonsense. Well, like you said, you like anime. Can you tell me the top 10 anime of the world? Like what? No. I said, I like anime. <laughs> Let's talk about anime. You don't need to test me to quiz me. To see if that's what I really like, right? Uh, and so they're they're acting real new to this. Dudes are acting real new to this and not true to this. And so the women I see are having such a hard time. And I'm like, what's the quintessential difference for our generation, right? It's how we were raised. It is absolutely mm-hmm. how we raised. The whole girls mature faster than boys. Oh. Bullshit, right? The fact that girls are given more opportunity and more responsibility earlier on. And also, boys' behavior is typically written off as being boys. Boys being boys, yes. Right? They're they're not capable for this behavior. It's been put on the girls to literally make sure they are able to help control the boys. Cover your shoulders because the boys can't control themselves. What do I got to do with my shoulders? Mm. They got nothing to do with me. He needs to control his libido. The, The gay girls in my class are all, you know, salivating over my shoulders right now. Yeah. I don't have to worry about them assaulting me right now. What are you talking about? Right. So those people who have grown into men who also might be accomplished men might not, but might be accomplished men, have their own degrees, have their own cars, have their own houses, either don't want other black women because they're whatever, whatever they've decided that they are, or two are not able to like take up the responsibility of being a whole person 
in a relationship. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I, I see the latter part, right? It's always the easy out for whatever reason. And it's always, to me, it seems like under the guise of, I don't want any drama. Mm-hmm. I don't want drama. Like, what mm-hmm. does that even mean, right? It means and excuse so, my shitty behavior and I don't want you to expect anything of me. Yeah, like it's no accountability anywhere. And yeah. so it's just very interesting being someone who is open to a relationship for me, I don't want to date. I only want to date black men. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not interested in anything else. And I know when people are always like, well, you should expand. I don't want to. <laughs> I really just don't want to. <laughs> and that's just that. Right. But it is frustrating when you're in this dating pool and you're having these conversations and get to know you and talking stages and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And to your point, okay. Uh, I get labeled difficult, Or what's the other word? Um, You don't need a man because I can self-sustain myself as an adult. It's very, I just don't like. You're too masculine. Yeah, but it's Uh, just like, I'm just providing myself clothes and shelter (laughs) and food, right? Right. That's what all adults should do. So Right, right. Or you don't know how to cook, so you're not feminine enough. Yeah, it's just really a weird place. But I do think you hit on how you know, we we were raised. Mm -hmm. And I do think that is a difference. Whereas I can see that situations, my brother got grace. I wouldn't even dare put myself in that situation because I, I just couldn't, it wasn't even a possibility. Hard to, right. Disowned, disowned out on the streets. And I think there's also that level of, for some of us growing up, there was this odd, like competition with mom all of a sudden. When you're like, I don't know what's going on. Why does it feel like I'm not competing, right? And a lot of us were shamed the way we were raised because that's the way our parents learned. If I shame them, they won't do this thing. If I shame them, they won't be fast. If I shame them, then, you know, they'll stay on the the straight and narrow. And so not knowing the detriment of that shame means you end up feeling like you're unlovable. Mm. They were trying to raise us the best they had with the tools that they had. And those tools were flawed as fuck. As fuck. <laughs> like, like, I see you. I appreciate you. And these tools are fucked up. So then it's the level of unlearning that's happening here. So if you could say something to Black women listening, what's one thing you think Black women need to unlearn as they move forward? Um, self-sacrifice doesn't equal goodness. We'll say it again. Right. So self-sacrifice does not equal goodness. Meaning, and I actually do this for myself. If everybody in your house needs new shoes, but your shoes have holes in them, you are not the last person to get new shoes because that means that you're a good wife and mom. Mm. Right. You don't take from yourself in order to be a better worker, a better lover, a better daughter, a better church member, a better sorority sister, because it puts you at a deficit. You need to be treated just as well as you treat the other humans around you. And Black women haven't, haven't ever been given that space. I think we fight for that space. I think that we fight to try and like have ourselves treated with respect because the rest of society does not on a regular basis. And when we demand it, now we're being aggressive. Now we're being out of pocket. Now we're being dramatic, but nobody wants to account for this disrespectful nonsense that just happened. 
right? Or this putting down of people. I also don't think humility serves black people at all. I think it's dumb. The whole humble yourself movement is bull. Res- yeah, respectability. It, that always drove me crazy because and I used to do this when my grandmother was living because it was always whatever she used to say. And this is the thing older black people used to say, and it burns me up still. But you're just blessed to be there, right? And I would be like, I hate it. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to be here no more. I don't want to be here. <laughs> so it's like, yes, I get it from your mm-hmm. vantage point. Many in that generation dreamt of being places that we are and experiencing the things we're doing and making the money that we make. But it's like, I hate this shit. Right. <laughs> I used to always right. hate. Oh, you just blessed to be there. Don't rock the boat. You just blessed to be there. And I'm like, because you no. want me to settle for mediocrity. That's why. Yeah. No, right. Because no, no. they're so used to what? what's that mean where somebody got a whole bunch of cookies and somebody got like 10 cookies and then the other dude got one cookie. And the dude with a lot of cookies is pointing to the dude like he's taking your one cookie. Like that's what it feels like. It feels like we down here for crumbs and we're supposed to be grateful for the crumbs. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I don't more. want none of these. Like I'm trying to make my own cookies over here. I don't want none of this. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want well, it. Thank you. I do feel like in all of this, right, from the older generations, there is unlearning across the board, right? Mm-hmm. And so we talked about it right before we started recording religion and you had mentioned your, your recovering Baptist. That was recovering Baptist. I am a recovering Baptist. I grew up Baptist too. (laughs) with the good deacon and deaconess as the grandparents. Um, And it's funny because they went to church every Sunday. And so I always tell it's always shocking to people. I don't talk about that much here on the podcast, but those who know me in real life, sometimes are stunned when I can say a Bible verse or I listen to gospel music or something like that. And I'm just like, I used to go to church every Sunday with my grandparents. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I went to a Christian elementary school. It is in me, you know, it's in me. Okay. But as I got older, (laughs) I kind of just stepped away from it a bit. Right. I don't go to church now. I'm okay with that. I don't, feel any shame about not going to church um and it is what it is mm-hmm. so i was just curious what was what made you say or step away from your upbringing to to where you are now so um i'm from the south i'm from georgia uh oh, georgia. And yes okay i live behind creflo dollars church so uh, like you could throw a stone and hit the old temple not the new one okay. um, from my house right um and I went to Emmaus Road Missionary Baptist Church for a while uh, when I was uh, early, like probably like a while, whatever, whatever it was. And I stopped going, I think when I was like 14 and a couple of things hit me. So one, the not being baptized piece, right? So mm. they're like, if you're not baptized, you're going to hell. And I was like, at that time, there's 7 billion people on the planet. <laughs> A majority of them aren't baptized. So you're telling me that Jesus would send them to hell because you didn't sprinkle some water on them? So I had questions. And my, uh, I would say that my um, sister who has passed away was also a preacher. So I go to her and I'd be reading the Bible. I'm like, who is we in this verse? Because <laughs> it says one person wrote this, but we're speaking in a, like, who is we? 
And so I would sit and have these philosophical conversations with her. And I just, it didn't add up. The math wasn't math. And for me in ways, um, I also didn't like the shame around sexuality. I was one of those kids who I would masturbate and I would pray every time to like deliver me from this evil. Because when I was growing up, the clitoris was the devil's door, door, uh, doorbell. So once it's wrong, you can't unring. And I was just like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. Like I'm gonna go to hell because I can't stop this masturbation. Right. And it wasn't even a whole lot. It's not like I had to do it every single day. Whatever I did do it. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hell. This is horrible. Please take this away. And I'm like, it's not getting taken away. And this has been five years now. I don't know if this is something that we're not supposed to have. And then the way people move. Right. So I'm also queer and just queerness in black Baptist Southern church did not mesh well. And I saw the way they treated other people and I registered as, as unsafe. I was like, Oh, we can't do this here. Yeah. Okay. In the open. Right. Cause <laughs> what happens behind, behind those the closed, closed doors, doors right? right? Closed doors. So that's when I learned. I was like, uh, there's has, there has to be something else for me. So I started to study a lot of religions, right? So I started looking at Santeria. Um, I gave up on Catholicism because I'm not about that Catholic guilt. Uh, <laughs> I looked at Taoism and Taoism, uh, Buddhism. I thought I might um, start practicing Hinduism for a while. So I went on a whole explorative journey. Oh my God. Very similar. I, my uh, grandmother and I would do... Um, philosophical debates when I started getting a a level of curiosity about stuff and started questioning like, well, why is this? And why does the Bible say this? But this is happening. And so same thing, but she always could find an answer. But when I went to college, I started taking, you know, those little stupid credits you got to take. And so I did like intro to world religion. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Ooh, it's a lot. And then I did, and I did like the next semester, I took Asian religions Oh my goodness. She saw that report card. She was like, what you about to convert? <laughs> you leaving, you know, all this stuff. But the same thing I had considered, like maybe Buddhism is it. This, this, I could rock with this. But when I looked at all of them in totality, it was like, well, they all believe just be a fucking good person. Right. And so maybe I don't need to really subscribe to one thing. Just be a fucking good person. Right. Unquote, unquote, right. right. Yeah. So same thing. So for me, I think once I stepped away, that's when I started looking at things differently. I didn't, ha- I, I, I did think I didn't have shame around masturbation, but I had shame that I had lost my virginity before I got married. Mm. And that was like, oh my God, oh my God. So in my mind, it was like, I was trying to hold on to this one person because it was like, we're, we'll link back up at some point in the future because then I'll marry him and it may, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay. Right. But it, that You're wasn't the answer. Truly monogamous. Right. Like <laughs> that wasn't the answer either. And so it was just kind of like, this is all fucking silly. Um, <laughs> just, just you know, do your thing. This is why I love. So there's two people I love, which is Brittany Broda Smith at the intimacy firm and Deandra oh, yeah. Blaylock Solar um, of Sankofa of Sex, right? Because those they're Christian, they love God, they love Jesus, they are churchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to have questions, I can go to them without shame. But they're also like, um, Brittany often says, God created the clitoris. Like, if you believe that God made men, women, and people, 
God created the clitoris. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you tell me he's going to give you the devil's doorbell and be like, <laughs> don't touch it, right? So it doesn't make a lot of sense. And there's a lot of pleasure. And so D'Andrew will often be like, yeah, this whole book is like the book of Psalms. There's a whole book and like sonnets and there's a bunch of sexuality that's positive. And I'm like, oh, I I ain't get that growing up. They, they ain't showing no, the passages. They all show that part. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, yeah, so I think it's, I think it can be beautiful for people. And I think the thing that's about Christianity, right? Because there's something that has to be subtractive. All you have to do is ask for forgiveness and you get it. And that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. And I think, you know, humans condemn things. And so that's yeah. what has, that's what has happened. Okay. And I'm like, oh, it's also just not for me. And that's fair too. Right. And so I do like um, that. I do follow the intimacy firm. I think I follow Zankle for sex too, but I do know I follow the intimacy firm and I do like her content because I have not seen that many black content creators who are weaving Christianity with sex education. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I love that because I do get the messages from women for whatever reason, you know, just getting their first vibrator at 45 50 something never had an orgasm because whatever that they were taught and they have to unlearn or they never had sex ed and they didn't know that they could have pleasure from sex. And that kind of stuff is mind boggling to me that there are women of that age, right. Who are now having these awakenings, but I get it. Right. That shame, that shame It's insidious. It gets inside of us and it just grows. And that's the other thing. If you believe in an omnipotent being who loves you, no matter what, why would he want you to suffer? Like, I I never understood that. I'm like, I don't think God wants people to suffer for like, just for suffering sake. Like that doesn't, I don't don't understand that. Um, Because it does, it does seem to go against all the teachings that he would be that vengeful. Right. right. And so I never, the thing that he gave his only begotten (laughs) son for. Yeah. I'm good. No. It's, the math is not mathing in my head. This does not make sense, but that's me. So, and uh, yes, women waiting. And I, I have women who don't know that they have a clitoris, right? I, I have women who are like, what do you mean there's three holes? I'm like, what? Wow. Right. And it doesn't help that men also don't get sex ed. Like the people they're sleeping with do not get sex ed. Right. So let's talk about that. Right. And so, that is astounding to me, right? Mm-hmm. But not at the same time, but it, it like blows my mind a little bit, but I, I, I get it. How can you expect someone to please you when you don't even know your own anatomy down there, right? And so just two fools bumping in the night. <laughs> and I'm hoping we rub up on something good. Yeah, like that is... <laughs> mind-boggling like absolutely not but i do you see those clips that go viral where people showing the female anatomy and they're like oh mm-hmm. point to the clitoris mm-hmm. and most so, of the men cannot find it <laughs> and no, we know that's nobody, true to be true as well <laughs> first of all my video got taken down for community guidelines so fuck those and- oh, Instagram. <laughs> i'm on instagram i can't nothing i get no engagement i i know people are sick of me saying it but I feel like I don't even share that bad of shit, but Instagram hates me. There you go. That's right. Um, TikTok, every time anything I put up, it's like, oh, your sound I just gave up on has TikTok. been muted. For yeah, they, we muted guidelines. this sound. 
appeal. But yes, right? I, the the clitoris, even some medical professionals have hard times, honestly. And the idea That's that there's scary. this whole pleasure center of nerves that gets missed, but because women's pleasure often gets dismissed, right? And and I'm specifically saying women on purpose because of the fact that it's never necessarily centered. Mm. So anybody with a vulva, like their pleasure is automatically dismissed. But women, because women have been taught that they're not supposed to be sexual. And if they enjoy it, they a hoe and now nobody want a hoe. And that makes you unmarriable because now you a hoe. You got to be a good girl. Yes. Right. You can't be a whore. And only whores do these activities. Like I've seen people, once they get married, like they struggle even engaging with their partner because they wow. still don't want to do these whore things. Wow. Right. If I suck dick, I'm a whore. So I can't suck your dick. Even if you're my husband, if you go down wow. on me, that makes me a hoe. So, you know, you can't go down on me. We can't do that. You can't take it from the back because that's too much like bestial. That's how animals do it. So we can't do it that way. Oh my God. Right. And it's just so limiting for the pleasure that can be had. And it can be frustrating for a lover. Like y'all maybe waited or maybe you didn't, but once you're married, you decided to be in this lifelong thing and now you can't get freaky the way you want to get freaky. Nah. You got to bust it open. Look, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, well, I tell you that shame tree be strong as a mug. It be strong as a mug. That's so crazy. But I I get it. But it's just like, what? I, it's mind blowing. That's what it is. It's mind blowing. It's a little bit sad. And it's also really exciting for me. I'll tell you why. Because in my office, you're the educator. Right, yeah. in my office, I'm like, oh, baby, we can show you the world. We can show you the world. So do you just have, I know you work with women, but you also work with couples as well. Mm-hmm. I work with lovers. Um, so I work with couples, couples, polycules, however many is in it, we in it, let's do it, whatever. Um, as long as everybody know, cause I do not keep secrets. Well, uh, so I do not do affairs, but <laughs> <laughs> all the other things. Yes. Let's go. My oldest successful couple was 92 and 89. Oh my God. I love it. And I was getting it in. That's the Getting thing. It I, in. I just was like, Lord, I got to hurry up and find somebody to be coupled with because I won't be fucking, I won't be fucking until I'm 92. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. I There's do. Some little, little, we got to tweak some things here and there, but you can definitely do it. Oh my God. I love that. Until 92, 95. Yes. Have at it. And how did they end up like coming to you? Like who recommended or. Cause I'm just like, how does that come up in conversation for 80 year olds? But I also love that it was still a priority for them that they yes. wanted to go see somebody. Um, she recommended it and he agreed. Oh, wow. And they, we, we talked about tools. Um, I sent them lubricants. Like, um, we talked about methods and body changes and shifts and what that looks like post a certain age. And success. Ah, oh, that's so great. It was beautiful. They were my favorite. I think that's favorite. so amazing <laughs> because you always hear like, oh, because we, well, last week's episode was the meat is weak. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> but you don't need meat to, to get off. You don't, you and don't. We, people are tricked into that bullshit, right? Sex starts and ends with a hard penis. 
Yeah, it doesn't. It really, mm-hmm. sex really is centered around penetration and the male erection. I get it. Mm-hmm. I do love hard penises. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, what is but it? Yes, you There's can... an app for that. No, like. <laughs> but that's the part we were trying to say, like, you know, how come yeah. black men in particular, because that's what we were dealing with. Mm. when things stop working that there's level of shame that they have around that as well and not seeking help right right and so it was like we yeah. we want to keep doing these things and having yeah. fun so why don't we just go get this checked out because be- best believe if something was going on where i could not have sex <laughs> or the sex that i would like to have we yeah. going to the doctor yeah absolutely absolutely or, or and sometimes it may not even be uh, medical but doctor it could be a mental don't like situation pressure. the genitals don't like mental pressure they don't yeah. work under mental pressure now they might be able to take a pounding they don't work under mental pressure because i told i had to tell an ex that i was with i was like you know when the few times he had experienced some performance issues i said you know what i don't think it's physical i think it's i said like, i think you're depressed you ain't want to hear that, but I'm like, I think you're depressed. <laughs> well, I mean, I in in past relationships of my own, it's because the person no longer liked me, right? Like that. Happens. Oh, you don't like me? Oh, okay, I got you. We could have said that, you know, That's a easy. couple weeks ago. That's uh, easy. But again, that goes back to people don't want to have hard, difficult conversations, right? Absolutely. And so Absolutely. it's easier to ghost or just not perform, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's easier to do that than to just say. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> right. Right. Oh. Yeah, boy behavior. Yes. And but again, would you say loved by their parents, r- daughters are raised? Uh, it all goes there. I don't mind. There's a level of permissibility. Yep. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, it sucks. It's never fun to do these things, but it's always for the best in the end. So mm-hmm. all right, let's talk. <laughs> not the gentle voice i'm done i do i, I do because i'm i'm very um i think i'm I very high self-awareness i'm very self-aware of myself and so i am also a sagittarius and so i know that the bluntness so whenever my voice gets soft it's because i'm literally filtering what i'm saying so that i do not hurt someone's feelings <laughs> i'm glad you learned that about yourself Good practice. i know this about myself so it's kind of like I don't want to say plan a character, but it's like, okay, you got, you got to be sensitive right yeah, now. Take it girl. down or not. You got to yeah, take it down like or you not. You got to be sensitive. So the voice may change and we have to approach it differently, but. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. We just talked about sexual issues, but I do feel like at the heart of this, before we wrap up, it's lack of intimacy. And I just was sitting here watching, um, from scratch and I'm like oh my god this is so romantic I need some romance and then I'm watching I'm like you know I'm really just lacking intimacy it's it's been a little while since I've been in a relationship Mm -hmm. I've had physical encounters but it's been a while since I've been in a relationship and can open up myself blah 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 blah. and I was like I think a lot of people just and especially with the pandemic people were Mm -hmm. separated I do feel like we're in this law where people just really, really are craving intimacy, but don't know how to fulfill that. So mm-hmm. what do you say to people like me? So that's hard, right? Because I mean, I think there's platonic intimacy and romantic intimacy. For sure. Right. 
and romantic intimacy, people often think of just like penetrative intercourse, but it's so much more. Intimacy is being able to like take a risk and be vulnerable with someone mm-hmm. and build trust with them because you know they're going to catch you, right? Mm-hmm. It's somebody you can share secrets with. And when you first meet somebody, look, and don't be like Dr. Lex told me to share secrets with you and you telling everybody <laughs> your business. That's not what Dr. Lex has just said. You need to build that up, right? To make sure that that trust and intimacy is there. 100%, yes. Right, take small risks, small risks. If you want to share like a dream with them and if they poo-poo it or don't support it or don't light up like you light up, maybe that might not be the person you want to share that vulnerability with, okay? Now, I'm not saying you got to share your deepest, darkest secret on that first date, but you can let out small things about yourself and see what the reactions are. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely think that most people don't know how to be intimate, right? So we do a lot of truth telling, but we're not often Mm. honest with people. And there's a difference between truth and honesty. I can tell you what I think happened from my perspective and what my feelings were from my perspective. I'm going to be honest with them, which means am I going to be vulnerable? Mm. So like, I ain't like that. That's true, right? You did this, this, and this. Maybe that's true too. I'm not saying when you did this, this, and this, I was so scared that I was going to be abandoned that I reacted out of anger. That's that hard. Mm-hmm. Because That's again, hard. We, t- we, we tend to raise our daughters and love our sons because we didn't give them access to any of that. Now you got to remember men were taught just to be okay. So they didn't they look too gay. They, they didn't look gay. So cause they couldn't be too happy. They can't be black men can't be angry because then they're dangerous. So they have yeah. to just be okay. And nowadays it's so much bullshit. Like apparently black men can't go to brunch, can't drink out of straws, can't have dessert. It's uh, such a long list of what you right. can't do. <laughs> Breathe. Like, <laughs> so, and you, so and you're mad things. that they're not opening up and being like super thoughtful and caring? For real? Surprise. You know, it's the thing too, because this is something I have to unlearn when you just said that, like opening up. It was a guy, and I wonder if you've seen it. He went viral because he shared like, we always talk about we want men to be freaky. That's the setup here. Oh, you, you know, eating pussy's not freaky. You got to do more, da, 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 da. And so he shares this. It was a video of him where I think he said, like, his girl had used the vibrator and then she took it out and he started, like, licking it because he thought, like, oh, that's freaky. But she, like, kicked him out or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was so turned off. So. Cause, yeah. Cause she felt like he was gay for licking on it might have been a dildo or something I think but yeah was, i think it was a dildo right and so yeah when i first my honesty my first reaction was oh my god like because i was trying to think like the visual of somebody i'm with sucking a dildo right but then i was like okay take it back it's not a dick like <laughs> he wasn't sucking a dick so calm right. down it's inorganic it's inorganic I'm like, oh, he cleaned it off, right? Or he's tasting you, or he can't get enough to sop you up with yeah, a biscuit. I was like, I think, and that's the thing. I was like, he was probably thinking like, oh, I just, I'm tasting her, right? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so it's even, I'm not even trying to put all the blame on Black men, straight Black yeah. men, but it's like, even us as women sometimes pass off that bullshit because we too have been indoctrinated, or mm-hmm. you say, you can't go to brunch. That's gay. You do this. That's gay. This is gay. So yeah, sometimes we do box men into a corner where they can't open up because it's like, God, I'm going to be judged or Mm -hmm. this is wrong. So 
Yeah. So I'm just saying it's it's gonna be work on both sides. Yes. It's all sides. All everybody got some work to do. Do your work. Because relationships got whole people and whole people, not half or half. It's not 50-50, it's a hundred a hundred. You gotta come new... to this relationship a whole as a whole person. I'm nodding. I don't even got shit to say. Yes. <laughs> please, please come to the relationship as a whole person. Please y'all can grow work. together. That's beautiful. And I need you to be a whole human when you get here. Not a project. Amen. Lights. Amen. Lights. Not a project. Not a project. So I do want to mention, because I saw you just dropped and they were shipping out this week. You just launched your relationship tune-up card. So tell us about those. Oh my gosh. Thanks for asking. So my relationship tune-up cards are questions that I ask of my lovers and couples and polycules and throuples, uh, but also that you can do. So there's 52 cards that I have thought out. And there's eight cards that are blank. So you can like write in your own questions, but these questions will never get the same answers. So sometimes card decks are like, well, what do you think of this thing? Right. And once you play that card, now you know what that person thinks of that card. Right. But this is how can I support you this week? So make sure you have a long time. What's one thing that made you laugh about us last week? Right. So it really is this time thing where it's ever flowing and ever changing. You can do one once a week. You can do one or four in a month. You can pull one every day. So it's just to get those open ended conversations started. So you don't have to use the mental capacity to jump off of like, okay, how are we going to check in today? What does that look like? And also, am I taking care of my relationship? Because too often we get in the just rudimentary, this is what we're doing. This is our schedule. This is how things look. And we never touch base on like, hey, wait, what do you need? Mm. Until like we're at them dire straits where we're holding on, white knuckling it with claws. And you wonder why the (laughs) fight is brewing or wondering why y'all ain't had sex in however many weeks. It's because some shit's real over here. And we haven't had that way of communicating about it. So the cards help you get to that to help build intimacy and closeness and sharing and giving you an opportunity to take care of yourself and to take care of your lover. Perfect. That sounds good. So, all right, we're going to do the breakdown. And I, this is funny. So people always get scared, but I feel like you ain't going to be scared. And it's never any reason to be scary. Uh, It's going to be weird. I'm a little weird, but that's all right. You think it's going to be weird? Maybe. Okay, I'm, I'm we'll a little see. weird. I'm going to take it. I'm well, the coolest you ever met. Yeah. Aren't we all weird, though? True. Right. We're all a little weird. Okay. First one. So how it works. I'm going to say a word or phrase. And you say the first thing that comes to mind. It could be a word, a sound, a phrase, whatever. First thing. Okay. All right. First one. Black women. Dick. Shame. No. Orgasms. Always. Money. Now. (laughs) Right. Family. (laughs) Religion. Okay. This one might be a curveball. Threesomes. When? Oh. (laughs) Last one. Love. Aw. It's so easy. (laughs) Good words. Good words. Dr. Lex, can you tell everyone where they can find you on social media, where they can purchase your relationship tune-up cards and everything else? 
Awesome. So I'm Dr. Lex. I'm Lex, L-E-X-X, sex, S-E-X, doc, D-O-C, dot com. And I am Lex Sex Doc across all social media forms. So Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, you'll find me. And you can find the cards at LexSexDoc.com backslash shop. Also go there because there's free worksheets for you to do. So you can do some couples worksheets. You can do some individual worksheets. The couples worksheets, I suggest you do as an individual. So you can have a clear mindset on what you're looking for, what your hierarchy of needs are, and what that might look like in a lover. So you can do some prep work. Um, And same with my workbook, right? So if you go in my workbook and you know what, I will give you a special discount code that okay. you can use to get 20% off the workbook. So just use Boonie Breakdown as the coupon code. So again, LexSexDoc.com, use the coupon code and that'll get you 20% off of the digital workbook download. Awesome. So I will be sure to link all of that in the show notes and on the BooniBreakdown.com. Be sure to support and don't forget that awesome promo code. So Dr. Lex, thank you so much for coming on the Boonie Breakdown. It was a pleasure having you on. Oh my gosh. I love being here. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That is it for this week's episode. I want to thank our amazing guest, Dr. Lex James. Be sure to support her. Be sure to use the promo code. Be sure to check out all of her great resources and tools that she has available over on her website. They're linked in the show notes. All right. Be sure to support our sponsor, Laurels. Yes, you can use the code Boonie10 to save 10% on your orders there as well. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any apps that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. You can do that over in Apple Podcasts and in Spotify. You can hear your review on a future episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate i don't make these pretty images for nothing okay have a dope ass week stay healthy safe and sane thank you for listening and remember the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you home i stay until next time